Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today we are joined by Claudia Smith, the COO and one of the co-founders of Apply ID. Apply ID specialises in advanced biometric ID verification technology. It's a SaaS solution that provides a simple, incredibly fast biometric ID match and check service that complies with regulatory legislations in every country in the world. Claudia has founded a number of companies and is a serial entrepreneur and a reg tech expert. She is here today to share her story. Welcome, it's great to have you here. Thank you, it's good to be here. So, tell us a little bit more about Apply ID to start us off. So, Apply ID is, was founded in New Zealand, actually, um, and we've recently opened an office in the UK, hence why I'm out in London, and also in Sydney, so expanding internationally, which is got its challenges but yeah. also pretty exciting and the sort of the vision or mission of Apply ID is to help people live safer lives online so what we really want to do identity theft is on the rise you know frauds on the rise there's lots of articles even today you know more recently about people's houses being sort of stolen yeah. from underneath them so it's a really real problem and quite a big issue and we uh, trying to use the new modern day technology, facial biometrics, data verification, etc., to remove the friction from people operating online, but also mm. enabling them to stay really safe through, mm. you know, making that connection between who the person is and that it's actually them and not someone pretending yeah. to be them. So it's a big issue and an exciting thing to be involved in. Um, but yeah, by no means a small feat. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. I mean, it's so relevant yeah. right now in the industry. Like you, like every day, you're hearing different stories about this. So more and more all mm. the time, and you know, the fraud fraudsters are getting a lot smarter, and yeah. the deep fakes that are coming out, and the way that people are spoofing the system. I think the good thing is people are starting to become more aware of their personal data and mm. actually protecting their identity when they are transacting online and yeah. looking after ID docs and all that yeah. sort of thing. But I think technology is going a long way to make it safer. You know, back in the day, you'd say going and seeing someone face to face and showing them your passport or your driver's license was the most secure way of doing it. But actually, then you're putting the onus on someone that's not trained at all to be mm. like, oh, this doesn't look like you. Whereas yeah. these days, 
you know, machine learning and AI is starting to do all that work mm. for us, which is also great for the consumer because it means you don't have to leave your couch. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is also great in a COVID world, we, yes, right? Yes, which where is always a positive. Yeah, used um, to not dealing face to face. Now you've you've had a number. Well, we call you a serial entrepreneur. Now I'm yeah. really interested just to hear about you and and where this actually came from. Where was the spark? So. For me, it goes way back. My dad was a serial entrepreneur. He had numerous businesses growing up. And um, him and I have always been very close. And when I was like 12 or 13, we'd go running together. And he'd just tell me all his stories about what was going on with work and some of his challenges. And I think probably since way back then, I thought I really want to do my own thing and give it a go. But I went very traditional and I went into... PwC and um, did the sort of investment banking thing and we talk about fintech being a bit of boys club but man that the, the investment yeah. banking world still I don't know about now but back then it, it definitely was um, so I'm pr- I've been pretty used to being one of the only girls throughout mm. my career but it just wasn't really for me and I always had that itch that I wanted to go and try something but it was I never thought that I would want to do it on my own, and I think that's true. Like, it's quite a big leap to go and start something fully on your own back, and I think it would be a really lonely game as well and and sort of journey. So I was always, like, on the hunt for... And I'm also not a massive ideas person, so I'm not one of those people that sits back and is like, ooh, I'm going to change the world this way, or I've got this idea for doing something. I'm more of a, you know, sort of just work through it. So I met my business partner through Experian, one of the big corporates I was working for, and he's the opposite to me in so many ways. He's the creative, the ideas, you know, is constantly coming up with new harebrained ideas to make things better and solve the world. And so we sort of just started, you know, spinning some ideas, and then it was like, well, let's go and do it. I mean, crazily for me, I was at the time pregnant with my second child. Who were 18 months apart so oh, I, wow. I think I think I thought if I go and start my own thing I'll have way more flexibility and time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's really yeah. not true <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it means you work much harder but I mean yeah. Yeah, the beauty of starting something you can do it in whatever hours you can make work and whenever you make it work mm. but yeah those first five years were very very busy I, I can yeah. imagine with, with two with 18 months apart yeah that's that's it was no it was all a haze <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. starting, starting businesses business, yeah like cash flow challenges yeah. and I love sharing examples like this on, on on this podcast because I think there is a perception that you can only do one one thing in your life well yeah. here's another example of someone who's not only had one one baby, but their second only eighteen months later, and started up a business. Um, I know, crazy. My first child was a very good sleeper, so oh, excellent. I was like, that'll be easy. I'll have lots of time. Mm-hmm. I'll put my oldest child into daycare, and then my second one will sleep, and it'll be fine. And she was one of those ones that only slept twenty minutes at a time during the day. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you sort of learn with the second one, don't you? Oh, yeah. they're not the same. Uh, they're it's not a little the bit same. more challenging. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so that takes me quite nicely to the light bulb question. So, I love I love asking a light bulb question when someone mm-hmm. started something up. So, you've done a number of a number of entrepreneurship um, with, with your partner, um, and then you know you decided to start up Apply ID. Like, what was it? What was the moment that made you go right? We're doing this. It's interesting, right, because people think it is a light bulb moment, and I think 
for us it was more of an evolution so the first business that we had a went into as a foray was a business called move me and it was all about moving home and updating your address because it's a really big pain point of updating your address with all the different companies out there so imagine being able to do it with a click of a button which is all you know sort of about onboarding with new businesses but that whole data identity piece was a big theme through that um and we did lots of things wrong in that business um and man had so many learnings you know neither my business partner or i are developers so the whole building technology side we outsourced it built it on the wrong tech stack you know it was just we had really no idea what we were doing um revenue models bits and pieces but then from there we started to realize what we did need and where where the sort of strengths lay between us and at the time the regulation changed in new zealand so and it's been similar in the uk but the anti-money laundering legislation broadened from just financial institutions to lawyers accountants real estate agents now all needing to prove the identity of their customers to to prevent this money laundering and fraud and criminal networks and so because we were kind of operating on the edge we've always worked in the sort of digital identity data fraud world we saw this opportunity to create a platform that really solved that problem for these these vertical these industries that really didn't know what they were doing you know they suddenly had the government saying you guys must do this to prevent the these fraudulent activities and they were like well what <laughs> how <laughs> yeah. and so yeah we took a lot of the learnings from the last business a lot of the contacts and connections to then spin out mm. apply ID and yeah. and run with it mm. so uh, less of a light bulb more of a sort of yeah. you know evolution right place right time see some trends and away you go but that's kind of the theme, isn't it? Like mm. seeing trends. Like you, you speak a lot about you know the, the person that and how they're feeling within this process and how yeah. you can make life easier for them. And obviously, you know the analogy of you know being able to stay on stay on your couch as much as possible. Excellent. But you know, I get I get your point. It's about making making the consumer's life so much easier to adhere to quite complex regulatory changes that that are happening um i love the fact that you've um shared with us some of the challenges as well because i definitely want to ask around what what you think in your career have been some of those biggest challenges Mm -hmm. and how they've been overcome i mean i think time time management and putting your your time into the right places is a is a really big challenge I think early, really early doors in my career, the biggest challenge was confidence, actually, and the ability to back yourself, put your hand up, ask, you know, keep asking questions, keep pushing yourself forward. Um, and then when I went into my own thing, that was a really steep learning curve to be like, okay, so now there's no one to ask questions to, really. I just got to make decisions and, and keep moving forward. So that was sort of the early stage big challenge. And then once you get into it for me, the second one was just that prioritization of time. You know, especially when you've got young children, it's like, the mum guilt, I should be at home all the time, but then the business guilt, and you know, I need to be there for my team and my investors and pushing forward. So getting that balance right, I think, is 
is a really big challenge. It, it'll probably never go away, but it's certainly getting easier as mm. the kids get a bit older and mm. you know you get a bit more independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, really great that you're you're sharing that side with the audience because I think more people need to hear this that it's it's normal to get that mum guilt. It's normal to you know, really have to focus on prioritising your time. But mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I, I I can definitely relate to is you know your your sort of productivity levels go through the roof when when you learn that you've got to you've got to live with with two babies and and a, and a really really demanding role um, yeah. so it's every moment counts yeah every single <laughs> moment counts, really, exactly. there's there's none of this just sitting at your desk you know maybe reading scrolling through a few yeah, news articles or news. whatever you're just like this is this is my time and i yeah. need to be super efficient with yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i totally relate to that so on kind of on that thread um what are your thoughts on the market and what more you think we should all be doing for inclusion because you've mentioned mm -hmm. motherhood you mentioned being um the only woman often with it within the room um, yeah um, right from the beginning of your career. Um, so it'd be great just to hear a few thoughts from you on that. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think that there's a lot being done at the moment. What you guys are doing is fantastic. So promotion, awareness, you know, pushing pushing the agenda is hugely helpful. And I think making people understand that they're not cut out. I mean, mm. being International Women's Day, I've been reading quite a few. There's lots of stuff out there at the moment, lots of stats, lots of articles. You know, it's like how big is the problem and how far do we have to go from an inclusion perspective? And for sure, the trend's going the right way, which is really exciting. And I think that's down to lots of people doing lots of hard work. Um, and it is sharing these stories and making you realise that... You know, if you look at the stats, actually, early days in the career, it's pretty even. And then as people go into more senior roles, that it really starts to fall away. And I, I really think that's probably coming down to still pretty traditional views around motherhood and having children, because, um, although, again, that's changing, but, you know, organisations are now coming out to say that men and women should have equal maternity. I think that's great, because... Actually, it's a real, it's a mind shift change for both men and women to say, because for women it's easy to be like, I just want to be at home with my kids, and I totally appreciate that as well. And lots of people that do, good on you. It's then, how do you have the confidence to come back in and keep pushing, you know, and and keep going through? So I think it's that period of time that we just need to keep talking about and sharing stories and and taking away some of that mum guilt and saying you can yeah. actually still be a fantastic mother and wife and you know partner and whatever it is but you can still chase your own dreams from a career perspective and yeah, don't be scared yeah. for asking for that either yeah. from your employers or your partner or whoever mm. that is it's yeah. just keep keeping on saying both for females I want to be involved if you do and for for the males saying, what can we do to support you to get through that, yeah. that sort of transitional period? Yeah, absolutely. And just on that, um, when you think about your experience, your career, what lessons could you could you share with the audience from that? Yeah, so for me, it's a, a real continuation of the same theme, really. It's confidence, backing your own ability, yeah. and... Um, asking questions and you know challenging mm. different views I think we should all all be doing that no matter you know who we are what sexual orientation race etc it's mm. sort of it should all just be irrelevant totally. really from my yeah. perspective I think it's you know we need to have the confidence as females to to push 
and to put dig in and to go for it and ask yeah. for what we want and then for it for the males or whatever and the to just be supportive and help mm. and and do what you can we we definitely I think all of us have unconscious bias and I know it's talked about a lot and I think it still exists so it's this whole idea that we don't have bias <laughs> like we don't have it what do you mean <laughs> and then it's just no. it's there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, and so what can we be doing to continue to unpick that yeah. unconscious bias because I think that's probably that one sticking point that's still there people just don't even realize that they feel that way which is yeah. uh, you know how do you how do you change that yeah. it's which to me is continuing as you're doing ask questions, get stories, get different opinions, start mm. to sort of unpack and yeah, uncover it. I think that's all just super, super important. And, and it takes me really nicely to my final question, which I ask everybody. This podcast is all about action. It's mm-hmm. not just about talking. I use the phrase walk the talk all the time. And it's about getting people to go out there and spread this message and turn it into a movement. Mm-hmm. So what would be your call to action to people listening to you today to go out there right now and do something that will drive forward um, inclusion? Well, we're actually hiring at the moment. So <laughs> for, for, for anyone, we're in the right place. Yeah. We are looking for candidates across the board from sales, account management, software development, um, you know, a, a range of different jobs, info security. So what I'm finding is that even the candidates coming through are still pretty male dominated. And so my my call to action would be for anyone that's out there to get in touch you know you don't need technology background you don't need software background you don't need fintech background you just need a great attitude and a massive willingness to learn and I think there's a role for you in these organizations especially early stage businesses like ours it's it's much more fluid and it's very flexible and most people that are coming in don't have loads of experience and it's about coming in and being eager and willing to learn and put your hand up to try things and we were joking about it before but you know it is quite shambolic when you're in an early stage business there's no HR or legal or blah blah it's just everyone kind of gets together and mucks in and takes on different roles and so as a result it is very fluid in terms of the skill set and you know people that really thrive and succeed in this sort of world and environment are those that are just willing to put their hand up and give something a go um and then you know you get in and you make mistakes and you learn from them quickly and then you try something else and and that's really what we breed in our organization and our culture so i mean we've got people that start with us straight out of university and actually in one one of the businesses I've got, I've got a girl that started and she was just in the call centre on the phones and she hated it. (laughs) She she was a design student but she was like, well, I'll give this job a go. She then got into doing our marketing and then she went into design. She's now our chief product officer and she's 24. Wow. Yeah. I love that From straight out of uni all the way through and, you know, she's incredibly talented and she isn't afraid to ask for more work and take it on. I remember when she first started, she'd sit down with me. She'd be like, so, what do I do? You know, like, where am I going with this? And should I try this? And I was like, Kevin, I don't know. <laughs> I know less than you do about marketing so yeah. or design. So just give it a go. And if it doesn't work, we'll, we'll adapt and we'll try something else. And she was like, right, okay. Like, it's quite, you know, a, oh, a shift in mentality. Yeah. yeah, and then now she's just fully running our whole product roadmap. How inspiring. And, yeah. So you walked the talk for promotions too. Oh, Amazing. yeah, no, definitely. Taking yeah. people all the way through is is very important. And, you know, you find people that are talented and 
ego early. Anything's possible, right? Yeah, Yeah, 100%. That is super empowering, inspiring, and I love how open you've been throughout this entire podcast. You know, you've shared your confidence, you've shared your growth, you've shared your your not understanding of certain things and reaching mm-hmm. out to people who will know more. And I think that that's super inspiring for everyone listening. Um, so it's been brilliant having you on our podcast series, The DEI Discussions. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.